every little thing in your life and even the direction that you must take so I want you to trust him this morning let us trust him that he has everything in let us go to him in prayer. Loving Jesus, we know that you know all things. And you are here this morning to encourage us one more time. And Lord, we have already been encouraged in the songs we have heard. And now as we go into the preaching of your word, we ask that you will come and speak to us. May we not hear from a man, but may we hear from God. I have nothing to give these people, Lord, you know. But I pray that you will come and take me out of the way. Take them out of the way also. And let your word come forth. With power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Even as we had our brother give a testimony. Lord, we know that the Bible says this sign shall follow them that believe. And even yet as the word will go forth. May it be a healing Lord to some who are sick. May it be a deliverance to some who are bound. May the word do something new in our lives. We surrender ourselves to you this morning. And Father Lord, we refuse any kind of form of the spirit of darkness. Any kind of form of, of the spirit of darkness. Whichever way the enemy might want to come and infiltrate this morning. Whoever might be bound in any form, Lord. Father, may you set us free this morning we will have the liberty to worship you we will have the liberty to say glory hallelujah for where the spirit of God is there is liberty therefore we deny the devil and all his instruments and we ask you Lord to come and have your will Lord. come and speak to us this morning for we ask this believing in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may have your seats. So we, this morning I want to greet you all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Let us give a, a real good a real good clap of praise to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I would like to um, let you know that yesterday I was at Pastor Omwata's wedding. And uh, it was wonderful. And actually, a few of you were able to make it. But those of us who went, we, were, we brought good news for you. They uh, gave a cake to the church. Amen. So, so after, after the service, everybody will be sharing a part of that cake. Amen. So I can see smiling. Everywhere. 
You know, the body loves eating. But the spirit loves the word. So we should also smile because we are going to share on the cake of the word of God this Amen. Amen. Um, then also I'd like to let you know that I was informed by the organizing committee of the convention that is going to happen during this uh, Christmas. That we as a church, if we are willing, we should contribute something towards uh, the meeting. And uh, so at the end of the service, Deacons, you remind me we should, uh, we should collect an offering. To support those, uh, those meetings. We are going to participate in those meetings uh, during uh, the weekend of 20, from 22nd actually to 26th. And if you remember, I will be ministering at that convention on 24th and the 26th. And uh, on the, from 21st to 23rd, I will be in Kenya. So uh, how many are planning to participate in those meetings, by the way? To go. Go. To be there. It is in Seta. Uh, Seta Hill. Yeah, Seta Hill College. Amen. Uh, is uh, owned by Pastor Antai. And so usually they do meetings there. Just right here in Seta. So I believe that, really I believe that none of us plan to miss. Don't plan to miss. Yeah, I love that. God bless you. Let me say that one. Let me try that one more time. Don't plan to miss. All right, I love that now. Amina. So please try to be there. But before you go, today we are going to collect something you will send there before. So that and also you remember on, on Christmas Day, it's going to be a, 20, uh, a Sunday. So our service, we shall not have a service here, we are going to have it there. So you endeavor to not miss those meetings. Amen. Amen. Also, I, I, last Sunday I informed you that I was uh, preparing for uh, meetings, for youth meetings. Sunday, for the weekend of 20th to 22nd of January. And uh, we are going, uh, the, the, the other youth, youth uh, meeting we had here, we was just inside here with our young people. But this one we are going to, to try and invite our friends, whoever can come and join us. But everyone is welcome. Also. So uh, you can come and be a part of that meeting. Not one meeting, actually it's going to be a series of meetings from 20 to 20th to 22nd. And we are having a visiting minister from Canada. Uh, a, a brother who has been here before, he has ministered to us before. 
Brother Michael Ray, how many remember him? Michael Ray. Yes, so he will be ministering in those youth meetings. And others that the Lord will send us. So let us pray for those meetings. The Lord will be able to move on the hearts of, the, of everybody that will come. And also pray for our brother that as he's preparing to come. God will use him. Now where he's coming from is very far from here. He's going to spend thousands of dollars So really, you should also plan to be here. Uh, put that weekend aside. And make sure you are here with an undivided attention and expectant for what the Lord will do. Amen. Uh, may we stand and go to the scriptures this morning? Brother Marvin, did you prepare that song? Okay. Uh, let us read uh, this scripture and then we shall sing this chorus together. Uh, we're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. We will read from verse 1. Let us pray. Fathers, we approach your word. We want to first approach you. And we ask that you will come and, and, and put life to the words we are going to read. Every one that has gone to school can be able to read. But it takes you to come and bring the inspiration and revelation. That is what we need this morning. Grant it, Lord. In Jesus' name. The, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Excuse me, let me read it again. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay thy news upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. 
and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel esuleya satumo msamvu ulinyiru soka. Omukono guamu kama guari kunzi. Nantu ala nafurumiza mumuoyo guamu kama. Nanzisa wakati mchuonvu. Kale ngachiju dama gumba. Nagampisako naga ukugeto rola. Kale daba ngamanji nyo mchuonvu. Mubanga edalaba ngamakalu nyo. Nangambanti umwana umuntu. Amagumba ganugainza ukubama ramu. Nenzira munti, ai mukama katonda guamani nangambanti lagula kumagumba gano ogagamenti ai mwe amagumba makalu muriye chigambo cha mukama bwati mukama katonda bwagamba amagumba gano nti laba ndi ingizo muka mumwe kare muri babaram erandi bateka kebinywa erandi retenyama kumwe Nemba bikako ediba. Nemba teka muka. Kale mulimanya nganze mukama. Awanenda gula nga wenalagirwa. Awenalinga ndagula ne wabawe dobozi. Edadaba echikankano chensi. Amagumba negegata. Bligumba negumba linario. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Which verse is that brother? Verse 7. Alright. Now Andy... All right. Okay, so we'll continue from up to verse 17, uh, 14, rather. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore, prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of your graves. And shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Ntijangu okuveri empewenya ayo muka ofuwe kubano abatibwa babere abalamu awonenda gira awonenda gula ngabo yanda gira omuka neguba yingira nebabera balamu nebayimirira kubigerebya ejeri nji nyo awonanga amanti omwana wo muntu amagumba gano ye nyumba 
yona eya israeli laba bogeranti amagumba gafega kaze nesubiri aferibuze tumali dwa wodala kali lagulo bagambe nti bwati bwayogera mukama katonda nti laba ndia samia malalo gamwe nembali nyisa okuva mu malalo gamwe Ai yes. abantu bange erandi bayingiza munsi ya Israeli kale muri manya nganze mukama bwendi bajja nganje samiza malalo gamwe nembali nyisa okuva mu malalo gamwe ai abantu bange erandi tekomoyo gwange mumwe era muri babalamu erandi bateka munsi ya mwe mwe kale muri manya nganze mukama nchogedde Ero kutukiriza nenchitukiriza bwayogera mukama Amen Amen Everybody says Amen Bliomugamba amina Amen This is bigger than anything Yesu muneno kusinge chintu chona Bigger than all my problems Bigger than all my is God is bigger than Yes Yes Lord Oh, it's bigger than Oh, bigger Anything God is bigger than any mountain uh, Sing it once again Oh, bigger than All my problems Bigger than All my fears God is bigger than any mountain that I can oh, oh, is bigger than Hallelujah Oh, bigger than anything God is bigger than any mountain That I can and cannot Oh, singing one more time Is bigger than all my problems Is bigger than any Bigger than all the giants, amen. 
Prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to the bones. 
prophesied to the bone. I don't care whether you, you are feeling dry or whether you are feeling weak or whether you are feeling sinful or whether you are feeling insufficient or we are feeling downcast. I want to tell you prophesy to the bones this morning. And here in the book of Ezekiel, he said that the hand of the Lord was upon me. And he carried me out into the out in the spirit of the Lord. Imagine the spirit of the Lord carrying you and setting you in the valley full of dry bones. You may be in that valley this morning. But this service is meant to encourage you. I may be in that valley this morning. But listen to me. If the spirit of God is here this morning. He is here to do something in your life. He can never come in your life and you remain the same. And the Spirit of the Lord carried Ezekiel and took him in a valley full of dry bones. And he caused him to pass by them around about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And here, this scripture, I read it one time. As a pastor in Ethiopia and that little church starting up and, and this sister was going through she, has, she had gone a lot of uh, through a lot of problems in her life and since she believed the message it seemed as if God was not working for her she was going through a lot of trouble and you know financial constraints problems on every side and while she came to me in the office crying it, I was a young pastor I did not know what to do in such incidences how can I encourage her should I hug her should I pat her on the back or what should I do I feel that even if I did any of those it would not help what is happening on the inside of her heart but you see what would help is if the spirit of the Lord came in the room when the spirit of the Lord comes in your life he makes a difference and at that very moment I, I closed my I was seated back in my chair and she was messy all over there and the other side of the, of the bench and I, I, was, I just sat back and I closed my eyes because I was trying to feel what she was going through and I was trying to relate what, with what she's going through and at that very moment the spirit of the Lord came in the room I tell you whenever the spirit of the Lord comes in the room something is bound to happen something always happens let me tell you the God we serve is a living God is a not not a God of doctrines only. He is a God that comes out from the pages of the Bible. 
and comes into reality to manifest his power to manifest his presence to show he is not just a mold that we are worshipping but he is not an idol he is a living God and at that moment I experienced his power and he began to carry me and lift me up in the realms of revelation and, and you know things began to open up and this scripture came in my mind and, and I started I didn't even know I, I, I don't remember I had not rehearsed it but I, I told the sister the, the, the word of God says in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 and these bones live again I have gone through a lot of trouble but you see my sister he is asking you this question this morning can these bones live again and I asked her I said why did God ask Ezekiel did he know God did God know where the bones can live again or not God knew but why did he ask Ezekiel because he wanted to know does Ezekiel have confidence in what God can do in his ministry Ezekiel is a prophet but does he believe me that if he spoke something that my spirit can follow that word which he has spoken and create life in a dying and dead situation God wanted the opinion of Ezekiel he said for God to do miracles in your life he doesn't need your input he can do it even without your input but he's asking you because he wants to hear you prophesy he wants you to be involved in the miracle in the miracle of the transformation of a life and right at that moment the man of God said oh Lord you know you know you know where they can live or not and then God told Ezekiel he said come on Ezekiel prophesy <laughs> Don't just lay there. You are a prophet. You are called. You are vindicated. You are anointed. Speak the word. Here are the bones. What do you say about this situation? Here is the situation of your life. But what do you say? Not what God says. What do you say? Will you remain like that? Or can God move you and do something new in your life? And Ezekiel was lying there. You know that reminds me what happened with Moses. When he reached the, the Red Sea. He started crying. <laughs> we are finished. The Egyptians are coming against us. Oh God help us. And God turned to Moses. And he told Moses. Moses. Why do you cry? Speak. Speak. 
There is a lot more in you than you know. That's why a believer must never speak idle words. That's why I do not always like jesting and laughing about things in my life. Whether I'm going through a bad situation, I always say I am rich. And actually, even in real life, many people think I have a lot more than what I really have. And whatever I prophesy in my life, it happens. I am rich. I am happy. I am joyful. I will make it. The Lord is with me. I am more than a conqueror. And the more you prophesy, the more will happen. And, the man, and God told Moses, Why do you cry? The word is not heavy. Even on your mouth, even on your lips, why cry? Speak. Let me tell you, we need to learn to speak to the storm. The scripture says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue has power. Tell your neighbor the tongue has power. The tongue has power. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not the tongue. It's the confession of the tongue. And it's not the tongue that will do it. It is the spirit of the Lord. Which is going to come and follow the words of a believer. And he will make sure. Those words come to pass. Whether the devil likes it or not. And here you know there's power. What to create in the tongue. And as I began to speak to that sister, I spoke to her and said, What do you say about the situation? Why do you cry? Can you live again? Can God restore you back to your glory? All this money that is lost, all this business, all your life that you've lost, can God restore it? And I told I called her by name and I said, My sister, what do you say? And right at that moment, she began to dry her tears. She began to feel better. And I told her, the Spirit of the Lord told us, prophesy. Prophesy to the bones. Hallelujah. Amen. Prophesy to these bones. And say unto them, Oh ye dry bones. Hear ye the word of the Lord. <laughs> then saith the Lord, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I, who will do it? God will do it. But through your tongue, I will cause breath to enter into you. And ye shall live. And I will lay thy news upon you. And you will I'll bring flesh upon, upon you. And I'll cover you with skin. And I'll put breath in you. And ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. 
And the man of God prophesied. Hallelujah. Amen. And I told the sister. When he prophesied. God followed those words. And the first time he prophesied. There was a noise. There was a shaking. And the bones came together. Bone is bone. Everything was not yet perfect. Because there was no life in the bones. And all the sinews. They also developed. The flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them up. Let me tell you my brother my sister. God is going to take you through your situation. God wants to change you. God wants to perfect you. But do not rush the process. He, he has a finished work. God does not see you as a failure. God does not see you as a sinner. God does not see you as downcast. God see you, sees you as a perfect bride. A perfect church. Washed. with by the word. A church without spot and without wrinkle. A rapturable bride. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how God sees me. But listen, it is a process. It takes you level by level. Face by face. Do not fear the unknown. Don't fear what you didn't accomplish this year. Don't fear what you didn't see when you expected it. Don't fear. Why? Because if only you can prophesy, things are bound to happen. Am I speaking to someone this morning? The word of God never fails. Man can fail. Man can fail. Systems can fail. Hallelujah. Amen. Your parents can fail. Your job can fail. Your friends can fail you. The word of God will never fail any man. Then a woman stands on the word. Says, Here I stand. I put my faith on the word. Hallelujah. Amen. When I was a failure, I stood on the word. God never failed me. And no man or woman will ever put their faith on the word of God. God will fail. It's an abomination. It can never happen. Don't put your faith in a man. Put your faith in the undying word of God. And when you speak it. And confess it. It is a prophecy. And it must come to pass. And at that moment. I spoke to this sister. And you know she did not have a job. She had a. She had uh, come from uh, Dubai and worked there for many, many years. And made a lot of money. When, when she returned back to Ethiopia, uh, you know, all these pastors, the fake pastors, they stole it from her in the name of false prophecies. You know, you're going to get married. She wasn't married. 
she needed a husband and her age was going up she, 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 she didn't have money all her money was lost and even the business she was trying to do was not working well so she became frustrated she said if God is not going to help me then I will not serve him and in the situation that she was in she was ready to forsake God because it seemed as if God was not coming through for her many times people want to serve God because God has proved to you that he will come through for you then that is not faith faith is on the basis of believing without seeing hoping without knowing knowing this one thing in your heart that what he said is good enough for me I may not feel it I may not see it I may not smell it but my heart longs and my mouth will speak in confession because there is power in a tongue and so I spoke to her and said, Sister, now if you are a believer, I want you to prophesy. I want you to prophesy. You speak life. You speak a job. You speak money, business. Speak it. And so shall it be. And at that at that moment, I began to feel faith rise up in the room where we were. Friends, let me tell you, God is a living God. And when you exercise your faith, God always shows up. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory to God. And in that moment, as she was, uh, uh, she was, you know, believing now, and yeah, yeah, you know, she was just closing her eyes and yeah, speaking. Masa, Lord, whatever she was speaking, my friend, I don't let us pray. I don't always hold people. And at least before, I didn't usually hold people's hands when I was praying. That was the first time. I told her, let's pray. And I was seated on the other side of the bench. She was on the side of the bench. And so she gave me her hands. Both her hands. And we started praying. And while I was praying, I started praying and, and praying and praying and I remembered the scripture prophesied to this woman. And the spirit of God started to carry me even a little higher. And I began to see a vision at that moment. But you see, it all happened so quick. It didn't even sound as if I had paused. Because I was praying. But then I think I paused for like three seconds. But in three or two seconds, I had seen a lot. And then I saw her having a fire. You know, you know, going to deliver a report to her boss. In a very, very kind of big uh, uh, establishment. In a big company. And, and, and her boss was very happy with her report. When he perused through it, he said, oh, this is wonderful. Wonderful. You are even better than the one at home. And, and, and so she smiled. She was all radiant. And, 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 and she said, do you also want me to take over the uh, play the, 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 the position at home and they laughed I saw that as God is leaving 
As God is alive now. And I'm standing on the pulpit. That's exactly what I saw. And in a moment. I let go of her. Because I was shocked. And I, I, I looked her. At her and I said. Sister. God just spoke to me. And I have the word of the Lord. Concerning your situation. You are going to get a job. Not in a very long time from now. It's going to be a powerful job. And if this doesn't happen. I will repent. And I will confess it to everybody. Because these are not my words. It is the word of the Lord. And she said, Amen. And Ethiopian people receive the word. Oh, when they, oh, they just receive the word. She said, Amen. She clapped her hands. She went away rejoicing. Friends, in two weeks. One, two weeks. In 14 days. God ended a suffering that was for more than 30 years. Long story short, and she was asked a question. How much do you want to earn? And she spoke any amount she thought was the largest. Amount. And they told her, Welcome on board. And they gave her the job. A big American company. Company of American Nene. They wanted someone who was qualified. None of the people that were sent that were qualified in paper actually went through. But the one that wasn't qualified she didn't have any papers. She was given the job. And she had that job for more than three or four years more than probably about five years and he took care of her family God gave her a husband God gave her a family God restored everything I was just remembering that testimony this morning prophesy to the bond as believers, we need to come to a time when we don't want to fear our fears anymore. When we want to believe in what God has said to us because His word can never fail. His word is positive. His word is never negative. His word when spoken has to come to pass. And he told him that these bones that you see is representing the house of Israel. You see were dried, dried bones. Meaning all hope was lost. They were dry bones. They were cut off from their parts. I want you to remember that here in this scripture he is speaking of Israel as a country. Because there was a time that Israel was dispersed and they were never in their homeland again and they were taken into exile and in, in the, 
that God was prophesying you know these bones that were in the valley was representing Israel dispersed all their hope was lost they thought they would never be remembered by God again but here God sends one of their prophets Ezekiel and he tells him Ezekiel come on let us take a walk whenever God calls you for a walk there is something forming hallelujah Amen. I don't know about you brother Luanda but I want to tell you my brother God called me for a walk hallelujah Amen. 16 years ago when I first heard this message God called me to go for a walk and I've been walking with him ever since I've seen miracles happen I've seen demons being cast out. Hallelujah. Amen. This brother is not an apostle. He's not a pastor. He's not a bishop. He doesn't have any of those titles. But who is he? He's a son of the living God. He knows his place. And that's the true church of the book of Acts. He just went and laid his hand on that ailing girl. And God delivered her. And I'll tell you what, God will always honor his work. What was my brother say doing? When he laid his hand, he was not praying. He was prophesying, healing into that woman's life. Hallelujah. Amen. When we come to hear the word, we are hearing prophecy. It is a sure word of prophecy. Anybody who believes it and applies it upon their lives, it must work for them. Who are believers here this morning? It must work for you. No matter your situation. You may be drier than those dry bones. But that word must operate in your life. And at that moment, you know when Ezekiel reached the valley of dry bones, he saw them. There were too many. And it was representing Israel. And oh, God told him, Ezekiel, tell me, what do you say? Can these dry bones live again? And Ezekiel said, God, for sure, you know. As for me, this is beyond me. These bones, living again. In other words, he would have told God, there is no nation under us. There is no kingdom under us that was destroyed and continued on. None like it. Every dynasty that rose up and was destroyed, that was their end.
The only one that was prophesied to come again was the Roman dynasty which initially was an iron but then it came as clay through Protestantism and the same Roman power but other than that there is no rest there is no people that were destroyed and came back again no nation that was restored again but here God was telling us I am going to disperse you. I'm going to disperse all Israel. They will go to the corners of the earth. They will be dispersed. They will be thumbed forsaken. They will think that their God has left them. They will think they will never be in their homeland again. They will go through the Holocaust. They will go through everything they will go through. A Hitler will rise up. Whoever will rise up will come and persecute them. But I, the Lord, have spoken. I will gather them back again. Back again into the land I promised their father. And he told him, Now, Ezekiel, because I am going to do it, I want you as my prophet. Prophesy upon this board because they are going to live. And I want to tell you, brother, God has given us His work.
And in the world, Monsi. we have a Roman spirit. In the Bible, in the book of Revelation 17, talks about a woman that is seated today upon many waters. The Roman Catholic spirit of the Trinity, that false spirit, that false teaching, that teaches three gods instead of one, that teaches child baptism, that teaches, you know, praying through a dead man. All those kind of things. It went and has, over, has overtaken the whole world. The whole world is under that Roman spirit. People think it is going to be communism. And we have had a prophet in our day who has prophesied. And he said, it will not be communism that will rule the world. It is going to be Romanism. It is not communism. It is going to be Romanism. It is not Russia in control of the world. It is Rome. Roma. Rome is in control of the world. Praise the name of the living God. And here, Romanism has taken over the whole world. Over the nations. People. And time. And then we find out Katulaba. that there was also his feet. Tiebigere when the bie. mighty angel came down, his feet Tiebigere was as what? Pillars of fire. And he, he put his right foot on the sea. What does that mean? He put, listen, Udira. what are the pillars of fire? You remember on the day of Pentecost, he came down in, in pillars Mumpachi. of fire, in leaks of fire, Munimizo and he divided himself into his church, into the body. Mumubiri. So really, Masima. we the body of Christ, hallelujah, Amen. we are his feet, hallelujah, Amen. and now Kati. he has said, you know he puts one of his feet, on what? Kuchi. On the sea. Kunyanja. The bride of Christ is going to possess every possession the devil has taken away. Every footstep means possession. So the church of Christ is going to live above sea. It's going to live above Romanism and all the false doctrines. And then we find that there was the also another foot that was upon the earth. The earth, the Bible talks about in the Revelation 13. America, America. as the beast which comes out of the earth. And we find out that this beast, America, America, actually is the source of all immorality. Hollywood, Hollywood, all the showmanship, all the you know the gays in the homosexuality. Can you imagine they were going in Qatar? 
to a World Cup. But what was their agenda? They came with one agenda, all the European nations led by America. They went there in an Arab country to spread their gospel of homosexuality, LGBTQ. And they, all their planes were painted with their filthy flags. And that's the agenda that they have. But it all comes from Hollywood. It all comes from America. Because it's a filthy beast. And it's taking their agenda into schools, into hospitals, into government. Our governments may publicly, you know, discuss. Uh, discredit that kind of thing. Government is a But internally, they, have, they, are, they themselves are rotten to the core. Because they accept it internally. There is no government of the world that will not bow to it. Mark my word. Every government of the world is going to bow to this spirit. It's going to bow to the spirit of Laodicea. Why? Because we are living in a time when that beast out of the earth is actually taking over the earth little by little. But here comes a mighty angel. Hallelujah. Amen. And he comes and he puts one of his feet upon the earth and another upon the sea. Hallelujah. Amen. The bride of Christ, the church of the living God, is going to live above all these things of our generation. Now listen to me. The Bible did not say we will not be tormented by them. They are going to torment us because we are living in their time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Immorality is going to torment you. Fornication is going to torment you. But I want you to understand it is a spirit it's an immoral spirit. The Bible even talks about spirits which came like frogs. There are spirits of immorality taking immoral spirit everywhere. You know, all the clubbing and you know the, the, the things of the pleasures of the world they have taken over the churches. We go to church to find God. But nowadays, when you go there, you really go there to be entertained. I am not here to entertain you. No true preacher of the world must ever preach to entertain people. Hallelujah. Amen. When I preach, I preach with one purpose so that the dry bones can live again. So that by the preaching of the word, demons can be cast out. That is the purpose of Holy Ghost preaching. Cast out demons to heal the sick, to deliver the bound, to set the captives free. That's the purpose of preaching the gospel. 
And when he comes down, the mighty angel, hallelujah, Amen. when does he do it? In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he begins to sound, hallelujah, Amen. the seventh angel has come, and he has sounded his message. This is the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I feel like talking in tongues. Amen. It is this message that is going to empower us to prophesy to the demons and the spirits of and to step over there one by one. Now I realize as individuals some of you may be those dry bones. Some of you may be living in tombs. Tombs of deceit from the enemy. Tombs of lies. And the devil has lied to you that you can never be delivered. That you, you are a sinner. You can't overcome what you are going through. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't preach no more. I just feel it's him speaking now. Listen. Because it's not coming out from me. From the time I was young. When I believed this message. 15 years old. As a young man. I grew through a lot of struggles. I grew through a lot of struggles. Through a lot of desires. I was living between desires. Being pressed here. Being pressed here. My friends are calling me to do that. You know my friends are calling me to do that. I feel attracted. To go and do that. To go and live a kind of life. But I tell you what. As I listen to more of the message. As I read more of the message. As I read more of the word of God. I realized. I was getting some supernatural power. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Some power Amani. that was energizing me Gampa, in the midst of trials, in the midst of temptation. I realized I had some hidden power. Hidden. I, I can't see it. Shigalaba. And it was living in me, energizing me, Gampa, empowering me to live above sea. I was able to live above fornication. Not because I wasn't drawn to it. Hallelujah. Amen. But because there was a hidden power in me. This message has come, my brother, to empower you. To empower you. To prophesy. Amen. You can prophesy. I will not live in fornication. I will not live in sin. I will not live under my privileges. I will not live like this. I will not live in love. I will not live a defeated life. I will not be poor to bear. But I am going to live as an How many believe that? Leave as an overcomer. Leave as an overcomer. Slap your neighbor and tell them. Leave as an overcomer. 
bera mubulam ngomu wanguzi I'm determined this morning ndimu malivu enchaya lero the devil must first draft shitani bino mukaira are you on my side ori kurudalwa are you on god's side ori kurudalwa katonda the devil must first draft shitani bino mukarubirira the devil must be defeated shitani alino wangulwa that no young girl can ever marry as a virgin mbuteri mwalamu to ayinza fumbirwa ngamberera hello abange come in this message mujemo bubakeno you realize ojalaba we are not just having church tetulina kanisa choka you realize ojalaba we are raising a generation tui musomulembe people who are going to live above sea ogwabantu abana atambulira waguru wechibi that all pastors are fake mbaba sumba bonna bachukuli come and test jangole gest and see what we have legola bechetulina it is not just words shibigambo byoka it is a life bulamu we ourselves live what we preach sefe nyini byetubulira byetutambulira and we preach what we live era tubulira byetulimu listen i am preaching to you my testimony mbabulira bujulizi bwange it's not words from theology shibigambo byenasoma it is a life bulamu is a life of god bulamu bwakatonda change the scene obuchisho mono hallelujah amen it can take a drug addict bushobora kwata omunyuwenjaga and turn him nebumuchusha to a preacher nabero mubulizi this message can take a sinner and turn him and make him a saint hallelujah amen it can take a poor man and make him a rich man amen it can take a sick woman and make her a healed woman There was a woman called Florence Nightingale. And she was somehow related to the founder of Red Cross. And this woman was living in South Africa. So she came from South Africa. When she heard that William Branham was visiting in, in, in London. He had gone there to meet the king. And so she chartered a plane. She chartered a plane. She, she rented a plane. And, and uh, went to go and meet brother William Branham. And you know she was bedridden. For a long time. She was only bones. Just bones. And uh, when she she couldn't even walk. Her hair was gone. Her eyes were just out. And as she lied there in independent the brought her on a stretcher. And on a speaker, on a megaphone. I think it was Heathrow, I'm not so sure. They called for William Branham. To come and pray for her. And so when William Branham arrived there, he looked at her situation and asked God. Said, God, I've been invited to South Africa many times. But if you heal this woman of cancer, I'll take it as a sign that I will go to South Africa. And he prayed for that woman. And a few months later, 
I don't know how long it was. She sent back a report. With another picture. But if you, you can get it, get, get those two pictures and put it up online for the people to see. Of that woman, Florence Nightingale. And she sent another picture. When she was totally healed. Her weight restored. Her sinews all back her hair back and she was fully healed we believe in healing not the fake one the real one and then that is many years ago. But also a few years ago in Ethiopia. I was told to go and pray for a man who was dying with tuberculosis. And, and when I arrived there, the doctors told us we couldn't enter because the place was highly contagious. But I told the doctor, I said, Dr. Sir, we are I'm a preacher. And I am here on a mission. Not to get sick. I can assure you of that. I'm here to heal. Because I'm sent by God. And I'm backed by His word. So I'm only requesting you to allow us a moment. So the daughter said, all right, but it's on your own risk. And when we walked into that hospital room, we arrived there. And, uh, and the man was on oxygen. His name is Tafera. And when I saw him, as a human being, I was scared. But that life within me and a brother quoted that scripture in Mark 16, 18. They lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. I quoted that verse to the brother. Hallelujah! Amen. And I laid my hand upon him. He couldn't talk because he was on oxygen, but I laid my hand upon him anyway. And I began to pray. I prayed for just a moment and told him, I want you to believe you are healed in Jesus. He was still on oxygen anyhow. But I walked away. That same day. Or the following day I don't remember. The man was taken out of oxygen. Now remember by the time he arrived in this hospital. He was a bad case. It was after six months. More than six months of ailing with this sickness. This was the biggest hospital of tuberculosis. Patients. The biggest referral hospital. So from there, he was expected to go for burial. And indeed he was going. He was going. But not when somebody can prophesy. When we arrived there, we prophesied to him in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. And that man, in just four weeks, God restored back his body. God restored his hair. Four weeks. That was a miracle. For the first time in six months, that man walked more than uh, 10 miles. He said, I will not 
take a car. I want to walk and prove to the devil that my God has healed me. He walked down from the mountain where they put that hospital down to where we were near na, the airport and the church Mukanisha. hallelujah Amen. and when the man came Msajja for the first time in my life I saw somebody giving a testimony and running to show that you see brethren I'm here hallelujah Amen. who was that that was a man that had received a prophecy dry bone he was only born but the dry bones and his entire village was shocked they said when the man arrived they told him you are no longer tafera you are the second Lazarus and the entire village and the chief of the village they invited us to go and preach to them and tell them about the God that healed this man and we preach to them not ourselves not our church not our system and we preach to them Jesus hallelujah amen and when they heard, many of them to death are still being baptized. The entire village is on fire. And I tell you what, when you by faith can be able to speak by revelation and prophesy into your life. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. This word, this message we have received is a power. It's a life changer. God can turn you from a, a beggar amen to a giver from a sick, sick man amen to a healed man without going to pay somewhere your money. The Bible says, why do you pay your gold your silver for nothing? Without money or without price. This message is all you need. The true gospel. The true preaching of the Bible. The true Jesus. Is all you need. When you receive him. He changes your life. Are you hearing me young sisters? Your life can never be the same again. Prophesy. Lagula. Son of man. Prophesy to this born. And Israel. Israel. After Ezekiel prophesied. The Bible says. Say news came upon them. And then say prophesy again. This time. Kuruno. Prophesy to the winds. The winds is a type of the spirit of God. I'll read for you this. The wind is a type of, of, of the spirit of God. Prophesied the four winds. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he prophesied, the four winds began to congeal. By what? By the power of prophecy. 
We have a prophet in our generation who has prophesied. And that message, that word, is powerful because it will collect all the four winds of the earth together to perform a work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the four winds came together, they came into the bones. And the bones started breathing. Say, ah, eh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I believe if the spirit of God was to come in any church, we will not be called and formal. We will not be like Baptists. Just sit back and relax. And begin saying. As if we come. We will not do that. That's what you will hear. The great hallelujahs. That's what you will hear. The shouting of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we have made God. When the bones began to come together, they were not silent like a grave. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I believe with all my heart. The bones were not saved. No grave can hold us anymore. They came together. And the flesh came upon them. And when the breath came, they became a soldier, soldiers. A mighty army. We are the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we shout. That's why we rejoice. That's why we are free. To say glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We dance in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because we have a living God in us. The Bible tells me where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. I am not making this up. I don't even want to shout. There's something within me is telling me there. And you may not want to say nothing. I assure you if you're a son of God within your heart there is a fire bubbling within you. How many feel the fire? Oh, glory to God. In Matthew Henry's concise commentary, he talks on Ezekiel 37 1. And he says, No created power could, could restore human bonds to life. God alone could cause them to live. God alone can cause you to live. Can you say hallelujah? Gambaleluya. God alone can take you out of your sin. They will ask you what happened to you. You no longer drink. You no longer smoke. You no longer do 
Let us go to a club. But you will tell them I am sorry I am now bored When I come there I am bored I, I don't feel excited no more Why? There is something within you That gave you life You were dead But something within you Has made you alive And that something is the Holy Ghost That something is God himself Hallelujah, Hallelujah. For the Bible says Bible. And you Mwe. Tell somebody and you <laughs> Has he quickened And you has it quickened. Remember your past life, my brother. Remember my sister. And see yourself now. You are quickened. You are quickened. You are quickened. And if you are not yet quickened, there is quickening power here. To quicken you out of your sin. And you as he quickened. Who were dead. Oh, tell somebody, you who were dead. Come on, prophesy. Put on your lips. You who was dead. In trespasses and sin. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, where in in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. We walked according to the course of the world. We would go to discourse. I thank God I never went to a bar. Oh, I mean to those discos. How many here have ever gone to discos? God bless you. And sisters. And those of you who didn't raise your hand. You were going there. I told the cause of the world. With alcohol. With naked women. And with you, there. Now someone is saying, Pastor, you would have really been good oh, Yes, I would have been good there. But sorry to the devil. He's too late. He's too late. Hallelujah. Amen. I was quickened already. You that were quickened. In time past, you were walking according to the course of the world. You were the brother seeing, looking at a bunch of girls walking by. And we begin. No and then they look at you. And then you begin. Eh? That's how you were. Where to return? According to the course of the world. You are a sinner by choice. According to the prince. 
Of the power of the air. Do you know where we are going to meet Jesus? Somebody tell me where? In the air. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Satan. 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 Where are we meeting Jesus? In the air. So what is happening? We must displace him. Amen. This is a power that pulls down every stronghold. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we said we are going to put our feet on the sea and on the ground to conquer it all. Where is our place? Our place is in the heavenly place. With Christ Jesus. That's why as a believer. When you begin to pray. There is nothing between you and God. All the air is open. Because the devil is under your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil is under your feet. When you begin to pray, you pray a victorious prayer. You break through. Why? Because you are in heavenly place. You are having fellowship with the Father. Prayer is not a mere bubbling. Prayer is you having fellowship with the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why sometimes you can pray until you can pray no more. Until you can pray no more. But your spirit will pray. The groanings of the spirit. Brother Luanga spoke of that on Friday. He said, if you pray, and in your prayer, you have never groaned in the spirit, you have never prayed. And I want to say that is true. You must be able to groan in the spirit. It's not just speaking words. Hey, my father, thank you for the day. Now I'm going to speak. Thank you for the night. In Jesus' name. Amen. My father, now I'm going to eat. Bless the food. And even the one who cooked it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that's the only prayer you know. You have no difference between you and and a Catholic. You must have a time. In your real prayer is in a closet. Unless God spoke to us. Unless God spoke to us. When there was a special need as a child. I don't really believe in group fasting. That's religious tradition. In the Bible, where, when was that done? We find that Esther called for a collective fast. Why? Because that there was a problem that faced all of them. And they needed to fast and pray. Because I believe in fasting. I believe in praying. That's where the power lies. 
Otherwise, real prayer and fasting is individual. Because God does not work with us the way he works with the Jews. He works with the Gentile church as individual. We ought to have people in the church almost every day but everybody on their own. Like when you come here, nobody pulled you. But we are all here together. Now let us have church. In the same way, a prayer fasting meeting must be in felt. It must be God led. It must be a burden on you. And indeed, if you have the spirit of God in you, you cannot say from January to January you never have a burden of prayer and fasting. Only brother so and so has a burden for that. You need to, you ought to be here at least once a week at least on your own. And when you come, don't just waste time reading this, reading that. Going before the, the, the Lord in a prayer. Seek his face. Maybe it might be in your home. God hears you wherever you are. If it is in your home, maybe you have your prayer place or your closet somewhere. Hide there and begin to Pray. Begin to search for Moninabas. But from the spirit. The Bible in the book of Mark chapter 16. Open there now. Mark chapter 16. What does he say? They. Alright. And he said unto th- Verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. Mako esule kumino mkago nyore kuminetano. Na abagama antimugene monsezo na mubulire njiri yeri ebitonde bionna. Akiriza na abatizi buhalido kuka. Atakiriza ngomosango gumazo mosinga. And these signs. Everybody said these signs. Shall follow them that believe. Let us read this together now. In my name, they shall cast out devils. I want you to read with me. You don't have to follow me, but I want you to read as I read so that you can put this on your lips. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does your Bible say? They shall do what? Cast out devils. And speak except the believers. In my name. Those who believe. Do I have believers here? 
Now you must cast out devils. You should speak in new tongues. It doesn't come to you until you believe it and you covet it. Oh Lord. You go in prayer one day. Lord, Lord, I just want to see. Fill me with the spirit of God. And when you begin to speak in the prophecy, you are just destroying the works of Satan. Because we, your tongue has power. Because your tongue has the message. You are not speaking presumptuously. But you are speaking by revelation. Because you have the word of the hour. And you have the revelation of what God has done in your life. Ezekiel was not speaking presumptuously. Ezekiel was speaking by revelation. Don't think God was there. It was inspiration and revelation. Hallelujah. I said, can these dry bones leave? Yes, they can leave. And he had within him the spirit of God telling him, speak to the bones. Prophesy. And he opened up himself. The Lord let you will be done. Let me begin prophesying. Let say the Lord. You dry bones. You must live again. There must come a time brother. When you say enough is enough. I am no longer going to live like this. I am going to prophesy. To my situation. Enough is enough. And I tell you what. Israel. Israel by prophecy. Became a nation again. The Jews are not loved by many people in the world. But if everybody in the world recognizes that the Jews are not alone. They are not alone. They are not alone. God is with them. Because he's proved it over and over. Israel is one of the smallest nations in the world. But the IDF, IDF, which is the Israel Defense Forces, is one of the greatest uh, uh, military formations in the world. They've accomplished missions that even have left America in air. The IDF, IDF, one of their missions was right here. In our country. Is that right? Our great superpower. Amen. The conqueror of the British Empire. The man who made the British bow to him. They indeed did. Didn't they? Whether by force or by trick, but they did bow to him. And he was feared across Africa. When he captured a plane, 
of Israelis here in Uganda the way they came for their people the man was sure when you know if those of you who have never watched that, that skit or that movie go and watch it what is it called Operation Thunderbolt Thunderbolt, Operation Thunderbolt. Go and watch it. It was one of the greatest operations. They just arrived without our radars detecting them. And they took their people before Amin would realize it. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. One of the greatest, greatest operations. And that's not the only one. They have done many operations in other nations. There's one they did in, um, I don't know how they call it, the, the country, um, one of the Arab nations. This nation that wanted to, um, um, yes, somebody knows it? No. That wanted to do a, a, a nuclear bomb. What? Yes? Iran. Yes, Iran. They wanted to make it. But you know, Iran, Iran is actually what we see here in the Bible. And they have always wanted to inhalate and inhalate Israel. The enemies from the beginning. And so their purpose was actually to remove Israel from the map. But the way IDF infiltrated their camp is left them shocked. And it's not the beginning. If you believe in the Bible and you take this Bible, you will find many operations they did. But you will always find in their operation why they were able to pull it off. Why they were able to pull it off or to be successful is because there was always another general behind them. The war cup, the real war captain. God himself. For the Bible says it's, it's a mighty God. Great in battle. Don't we always sing that song? Jehovah is your name. Sing with me now. Jehovah is your name. Mighty warrior. Mighty warrior. Great in battle. And that is how he came. Every time. One of the battles was the battle of Gideon. And the Amalekites. And how they were like. They were like a swarm of bees. In the valley. But a man put together an army of about 45,000, 47,000. 
God told him, cut it down. There are too many for you to be successful in this battle. With God, he doesn't need many. Don't worry, my brother, my sister. You may not have many on your side. But if God is on your side, no one shall be against you. Hallelujah. Amen. And he, t- he cut it down to 20 something. God told him cut it down. He cut it down to, an, to 15 something. God told him cut it down. More. <laughs> Until he had 300. He said, oh, now you can go and fight. I'll prove to you. Hallelujah. Man. That I'm with you. And what, did they, what were they fighting with? AK-47? No. They were fighting with what? Pictures. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's what they were fighting with. In the book of Judges. And with those pictures. You know, in there. They put a light. What is that now? And on the other hand, they had a sword. Now, this is what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to go in three groups. 100, 100, 100. And each group had a captain. And they were supposed to follow their captain Gideon. Who is Gideon? Gideon a weakling. A fearful man. The one who was hiding away from his enemies. But that's the one God picked. When God picked him, He told him, You are a mighty man of valor. You don't need to be great to profess. You don't need to feel great to profess. You need to feel weak. Sinful and insufficient. You qualify. And all they needed to do is to begin with breaking the pictures. The sword of, of, of God and of Gideon. And light comes out. And they all did the same thing. And then they would shout. The sword of God and of Gideon. The light would go out. And those enemies of Israel. Started running. They started running. As if there was a mighty army chasing after them. And yet these ones were not even running. They were in one place with empty pictures and light and swords which they were going to use to break the pictures. And those started running. The Bible says your enemy will flee when there is no one chasing after you. All you need to do is to prophesy the sword of God and of Gideon. Speak the word and move on. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And God continued on showing. One day, one day, Israel was taking the, the first place in Jericho. In the promised land. They were with the captain called Joshua. God told them, you don't need to do anything. The only thing you need to do is go in that city. Carry the Ark of the Covenant. And begin uh, 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 going around the city. Begin marching. March. 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 We are marching on to Jerusalem. We are marching on to Jerusalem. 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 Oh, oh Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh. And as they were marching, the last time, the last day, March 17. And then after, it is always the part of prophecy. And then after, just shout. <laughs> just shout. What? What a mighty, uh, I'm a commander. He was just telling us to shout and, and then and as they were shouting I believe even the, 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 the people in Jericho were looking at them. <laughs> they were shouting for one. Stupid Jews. <laughs> and slowly by slowly their buildings began shaking. One down. Two down. Other says, hey, Someone should have told them it's not an earthquake. It's the shouting of this people. When you speak the word by faith, it must accomplish. It's not you that is going to accomplish. It's the spirit of God that will come upon what you are and you will make it good. Do you believe that? And I can move on and on and on and on. There was David and the mulberry trees. And the mulberry trees. God told him, just stay there. But I will come. And when you hear the rustle in the mulberry trees, then move. Now the move is on. That, then you should know the move is on. It's my spirit. I have come to lead you before. Now you can march and go and kill your enemy. We have an enemy. Our enemy is not any race. Our enemy is not any religion. Our enemy is the devil. We are the spiritual Israel. And we must possess every God-given promise. Amen. Stand on your feet. I'm just on my first page, but I just want to end there. Oh my, how many feel like prophesying again? When the angel came down in Revelation 10, he said, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, give us the verse, brother. When it begins to sound, 
the mystery of God will be accomplished. As he has declared to his servants, the prophet has come in our day and he has prophesied. And we are supposed to prophesy again. Give me verse 11. What does he say? And he said unto me, everybody read this together with me. And he said unto me, thou must prophesy Again, again before, before many, many peoples, peoples and nations and, and tongues and kings do you believe that we must prophesy again after we take the little book after, after we get the message after we receive the message we must prophesy again when the devil when you realize who you are the devil gets exposed and he remains with no authority upon your life for as many of you that have heard this message today and you that believe this message when you close your eyes for a moment I want to tell you something this message has power to change because this God is a living God it's not just a religion we are not a religion this is not a religion this is a faith the faith which was delivered unto the same we are not just a, a, another church we have a message a sure word of prophecy and now we can prophesy again to our situation don't allow the enemy to put you down it's your turn to speak the word of God and move on I want two or three people who will realize that and begin to pray now let their prayer be a prophecy no matter what the devil has been trying to do against you I want you to realize the power that is within you and begin prophesying. Not in your heart now. Put it on your lips. There is power in your tongue. Power to create. Power for a life comes out of that. And you defeat your enemy. And you break the powers of darkness. Maybe you are here and you have never given your life to Jesus I want to tell you my brother this that you have today is not my words it is the word of God if you have a place within your heart that feels you need this this might be your chance to come and give your life to Jesus the altar is open for whoever will come. There is enough power within the word of God to speak deliverance into your life. To speak freedom to you that is bound. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. There is power in the name of Jesus. 
Mwali wa amani Mwali nyalia yesu Oh yes Hallelujah Thank you Jesus There is power In the name of Jesus There is power In the name Jesus, don't just sing it, sing it as a prophecy now. You put it on your lips because you believe it, and so shall it be in your life now. Break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain. you have any chains in your life while we sing this song I promise you if you sing it by faith those chains are going to break off of your life today you're going to begin a new life in Christ today in Jesus name Okay. 
are breaking from your life. In the, name the chains of fear, the chains of defeat, the chains of sin. Yes, sir. At the mention of the name of Jesus, the chains of unbelief, it has no power over you anymore. Oh, hallelujah.
Everybody sing it now, even when I don't fit. Even when I don't fit, that you are You never stop, you never stop.
I speak victory in your life, my brother. The Spirit of God will follow those words. And you will make them good. None of them will fall to the ground. I speak salvation. I speak healing. I condemn that depression. That spirit from the pits of hell. I condemn it in the name of Jesus. No more defeat. No more being downcast. But the Spirit of the Lord has risen upon you today. He's given you a way out. A way out of your sin. A way out of your troubled times. A way out of your suffering. Take ye the way of the Lord. Jesus paid it all to him. Lift up your hands and say, A crimson stain He washed it white as snow Lord, now indeed I find Thy power and thine alone <laughs> can make the hypers and melt the stone. Everybody sing Jesus. Jesus be
Think about what has been hard for you. What was difficult in your life? I want you to prove that God is real. And that Jesus Christ is alive. I'm giving a challenge to every one of you that is here. I wanted to prove, I want to give you an opportunity to prove Jesus Christ is real. Whatever you've heard in your life that has caused you trouble, it might be physical, it might be spiritual, it might be financial, or maybe in your family. I want to tell you this. First, you are not here by accident. You are here by design. And number two, God is giving you an opportunity tonight to prove that He is a living God. And it's just very simple. Whatever mountain you have, by show of an uplifted hand, with every eye closed, every head bowed, I'll ask you, only those who want to prove that Jesus is alive, that will lift up their hand. But when you came, you came as a sign and a show of your deed of your deed to the Lord we are going to pray together and I assure you God will answer this prayer because it is not misplaced it's falling right on the heart that believes Lord Jesus, my head too is bowed and my eyes closed. I want to approach you now. 
by faith. For I believe that you are. And you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. And I believe that you are alive. I believe that there are people here raising up their hands. Some already believe you. Others want to prove that you are a living God. And that the things we had today is not just in history. But you are alive and you can do it today. May you arise, O oh Lord Jesus, in their lives and prove to them that you are a living God. This gospel, it takes you and you alone to prove it. I can only speak what your word says. But your spirit will always come behind that word and prove it to be the truth. If there be any sick, let them receive their healing if there be those with different needs physical spiritual or otherwise may you come and prove yourself to be a living God by providing to their needs and may you remind them when you have come and accomplished this prayer and they will remember it was you that did it Lord and that they will believe on your name Father I love you I give you praise I bless everybody that is here and even those that have been on the streaming Father Caleb and others Lord Sister Dorcas Bless them, O oh God. Bless everyone, Lord, our sister Stella, also with the way. And all those that might be on the streaming. And whoever else that has been under the sound of my voice today. May you move so deeply in their lives. And give them a wonderful week, Lord. A victorious one, Lord. In Jesus' name. Can be more than that for the Lord Jesus. When you just sing a cow, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless.